0: Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, a weekly program where we talk about ways to integrate your faith with your finances. This is Bob Barber. This is Mary Jo Lyons. Are you ready to learn the truth about money from a biblical perspective?
1: Join us as we discuss what God's Word says about money and integrating your faith with your finances. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the program. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back.
0: Genesis 2, 24. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. This week, we're going to continue our series on talking about talking. Talking with those you love about money, and we're calling it All in the Family.
1: So last week, we discussed how to talk to your kids and your parents about money matters. In this week's show, we are going to explore ways to talk to your spouse about money matters. As we get started, there's another scripture that I'd like to share. It speaks to being humble and gentle. And this is so important as we face difficult conversation. And I will admit, it's probably not my biggest strength. So I need to pray on that and get better at that myself.
0: Amen, Mary Jo. I'm going to agree with you, okay? It's not my strength either, all right? So I think we all just need to be humble here. That's right. And be transparent.
1: (laughs) So from Ephesians 4, and it is called Unity in the Body. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace.
0: Let's put that. In big letters <laughs> over our doorposts, right?
1: Over our thresholds, yes. Yep, mm-hmm. you got it.
0: As we talk about family and money, and last week we talked about talking about money with your parents and your kids, and today we're talking about sharing about money and talking about money with your spouse, and this can be really hard. So you've got to do it within love, within prayer, following God's guidance and the Holy Spirit. This is so true in dealing with anything about your spouse, like the scripture says to remember wives, respect your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. And money challenges can create a true toxic environment in some homes, but it doesn't have to. And you know, many times it's one of the least discussed subjects in a relationship. And for many couples, it's easier to hide it under their rug, avoid the elephant in the room and just live in denial. But we're hoping that you'll keep listening today and follow with us because we're going to give you some great information about how to talk with your spouse about money.
1: You know, Bob, I have to think back as we get started on my own marriage in almost 37 years. So
0: That's awesome, Mary Jo. Congratulations. Anybody put up with you and Mike?
1: <laughs> with each other? I'm just kidding you. I love
0: both of you. you know. <laughs>
1: But, you know, we realized how different things would have been had we been better equipped to deal with financial concerns and money management early in our relationship, because we definitely struggled early on in that regard. And ironically so, as part of our wedding preparation, we were required to attend uh, premarital counseling and participate in a series of meetings with a church sponsor couple, much like most young Marys have to do now, I think. You know, but what was really ironic about it is the husband of our sponsor couple was a banker, and he definitely talked to us about that. He shared how difficult money matters can be and proceeded to counsel us on how not to make common money mistakes. But um, he didn't teach us how to talk to each other about money. And, you know, we had very different money histories. We were raised very differently when it came to money. And so that was a challenge for us. And so despite our best intentions, we made one financial misstep after another, and it took us a long time to learn better ways.
0: You know, there's there's really, there's no perfect way, there's no perfect right way to talk about it. There's not one size fits all for this solution, Mary Jo. I think the important thing to remember when you're talking with your spouse about money, again, is pray about it. Talk about what's important to you. Listen, listen, listen to the concerns of your partner. Remember, we have two ears and one tongue.
1: (laughs) I've heard that. That's funny, Bob. I've heard that said one mouth, but I like the one tongue better.
0: Yeah. And agree on that approach and really think about, you know, money issues. They can dredge up some bad memories from childhood. So be careful with that. Budgeting and discipline can also possibly feel like being controlled by the other spouse? Does that make sense, Mary Jo?
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: Have you heard the old saying, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is ours?
1: That's how it works in my house. <laughs> 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 Isn't that how it is in your house? Wouldn't Rachel say the same thing?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, she might, but this is interesting. This is interesting. This last, this last point I want to make, one can be a spender and one can be a saver and overboard And either one is not healthy. And I am very guilty of something, Mary Jo. Okay, I'm going to be transparent with our listeners. Here, I'll get on Rachel about going and buying, you know, three to five or 10 pair of dress shoes, but I'll go buy the boat.
1: Oh, exactly. Yes. You like those shiny toys.
0: Exactly. So men, I'm speaking to you right now. Our toys, when you add up the cost of that, possibly that boat or that, that big truck, it's much more expensive than shoes. Yeah, than shoes or some clothes. Yeah, that's right.
1: All right, and I always thought, like you know, shoe—you can't have too many shoes, just like you can't have too many, too much money. Uh,
0: I, I, but- I think, I think Rachel. <laughs> one time I counted, and I think I'll better not say it on the air because you know what—if <laughs> Rachel hears me say how many pairs of shoes she has, I might get in trouble. And we've been married, as you know, coming on thirty-five years, and I want to make it fifty.
1: Well, we're working on downsizing, and I haven't got to my closet yet. Okay. So. All right. But, you know, money secrets, they are common in a lot of marriages. In fact, financial issues are probably the single biggest issue that end most marriages. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's true. We've all heard that.
0: Yeah, we have. We heard over and over. It's the number one of the number one stats, right, behind divorce.
1: Yes. And uh, about 50% of all marriages end in divorce, and a lot of it is due to money. So for our listeners out there, I actually have two questions that I want them to begin thinking about. Have you ever cheated on your partner with money? Have you even hid money or purchases from your partner or your spouse? You know, I'm talking about those tags that you've taken off the new clothes.
0: You see me shaking my head? (laughs) I I I mean, I'm like, oh my goodness. You know...
1: The stuff you've hidden in your car, in the back of your closet. You know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you say 100% of everybody that's listening to us has probably done this?
1: Oh, I know. They're laughing.
0: Unless, you are a, unless you're perfect. Yes. And if you are, congratulations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I, I noticed my husband went to the Apple store the other day to get a new battery for his phone. And I kept like looking around. Where's the, what else did you buy?
0: Where's the new phone, not just the battery, right?
1: (laughs) Says he only got a battery, so that's a first. But, you know, I've actually heard this referred to as money infidelity. And doesn't that just paint an unpleasant picture in your mind's eye?
0: You got to admit, yeah. Uh, I mean, as you're talking to me, I'm just thinking, I might be guilty of a little bit of this. But, you know, we're not. But it's interesting, Mary Jo, it was in our earlier years when we were married. Not now. That's right. Seriously, it's not. I mean, we really, we, we're transparent and we know exactly what each other's doing, but, but there's no doubt in the beginning years that can happen. And, you know, the arguments of my wife and probably, like I say, we've been married 35 years. I'm going to be transparent, but the arguments that we've had have always pretty much been about money, it seems like. <laughs>
1: And, you know, uh, that's another podcast, but that is what has moved me to become a financial advisor and a financial planner is because we did get in financial trouble early on in our marriage and it took hard, hard work to get out of it. And it was a lesson learned. And now I feel like that's my passion. And so thus the podcast.
0: I hope everyone's here. We're just two people. We're not perfect either. We're walking with life with you. We just want to help you go along the way. So we've got 10 suggestions about handling money matters within a marriage relationship. And I think this list is one of the best lists you can come up with for best practices for talking to your spouse about money. It comes from a lot of personal experience, learning what works and what doesn't from clients, friends, family. And as your trusted advisors, we are often called on to, to play the role of a counselor and mediator in working on these questions. You know, Bob, there's a
1: couple of housekeeping steps that I think are important for us to think about as we begin to work our way down this list and I would encourage all the couples out there to to think about these. First, you want to create a safe zone, agree to get it all out on the table. I call that opening the kimono. You got to put it all out there and agree to move forward in a positive direction together without judgment and without blame. And be honest with yourself about your own expectations. When families agree that one spouse is a stay-at-home parent, this is particularly important. If you've always been independent, it may be a shock to suddenly be in a situation where now you're dependent on someone else financially. It may be equally hard for the working spouse to feel as if they are the sole provider. That, that's a pretty weighty burden, if you will, for somebody. So. And another challenge is when one partner brings home significantly more assets to the relationship. So how will you handle this? This is a delicate balance and requires a thoughtful approach.
0: I think these are all great suggestions. So let's get to it. Here we go. Number one, schedule regularly family financial huddles where you agree to discuss your financial life together. I would recommend you either do this weekly or bi-weekly, but the more the better, especially during times of financial stress, but you got to let that stress kind of come down too. I mean, we're not talking every day because that could be very stressful, but be disciplined about it. And I know Mary Jo just from my own marriage in many years is that my wife likes to talk about this, put it on a schedule, you know, don't start talking about this at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's, or Sunday evening before the work week.
0: But put it on a schedule and say, we're going to talk about this. And here it is. This is Monday. We're going to talk about this Thursday. Yep. And maybe we can go out and talk about it and make an evening of it. But we're going to set this time aside.
1: So important. The next one is to practice active listening skills. Um, as Bob said earlier, you got two ears, one mouth or one tongue. So you're going to listen more than you talk. And if you don't know what this is, there's a lot of tools out there and you need to learn. So there's uh, a lots of available resources. One other thing you can do to be helpful with this is to ask clarifying questions to make sure you understand what the other one is saying. And when they are talking, make sure that you allow them time to get it all out. You can just say something like, well, is there anything else? And um, is there anything else you want to say? and make sure that they've had a chance to voice what's on their heart.
0: You know, I, it reminds me of the scripture about the tongue, and I wish I had it right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. It's, it's, oh, okay, I think it's in James 3. The tongue is like a small rudder. you got to be careful with that tongue, because a rudder can steer a whole ship one way or the other. True. I think it's in the third chapter, James, but I don't have time to look it up exactly right now while we're in the middle of our program.
1: But that's a great analogy, Bob.
0: So where were we? We've got... uh,
1: We're on number three.
0: We're on number three. That's right. Decide if you're going to pool your resources, maintain separate accounts, or possibly a yours, mine, and ours approach. Agree on how much or what proportion is agreeable to fund the household bucket. So let me give you some examples of this. So you could have one account and say, this is for all our general bills, right? For like your utilities, your house payment, et cetera. And then you have this other account over here. This is going to be maybe our gifting account, or you each have your separate account. So it's just going to be play money. And that's what you're referring to. Yeah, that's the point that we're trying to get to here is it's okay to have some play money, but not too much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it needs to be agreed upon.
0: Exactly. That's right.
1: And think about what you want your money to do for you and make sure you share this with your partner. So get clear on your individual and joint financial goals. I think that is so important for any young couples, especially if they're engaged couples before you get married. So that's one of the things when you're looking for a spouse and you're entertaining that idea, is this the one? You want to understand what their financial goals are and what they want their life to look like, so that you can determine if you're compatible in that regard.
0: Number five is kind of like the one I was just speaking to before, but really agree on how much spending money you can each have discretion over, if any. It may not be any in the beginning until you really get that budgeting down, but it's important to feel as if you can spend without having to answer for every single penny. And you know that could start with fifty dollars and it could go to a hundred. I mean, it could go as high as 500 depending on where you are, but this depends on your income level. And it's also about principle and sharing those common goals.
1: And, you know, recognize that emotions often run high during periods of stress. Uh, So when you're having these conversations, agree to take a break when tensions escalate, take a breather, reflect on what has been said, and agree on when to come back together. So do you just need to go get a coffee break, take a, you know, take a bio break? Or do you need to come back tomorrow when you've both had time to kind of calm down? And, you know, so make it useful to you. But don't let too much time pass by.
0: Mary Jo, this reminds me, don't go digging up old graves that have already been buried. Okay?
1: There was was a country song, digging up bones. I think that was Randy (laughs) Travis.
0: (laughs) I remember that. Sure do. Agree on a saving strategy, too. This goes back to sharing those common goals, determine how you're going to work for those goals, such as retirement or maybe that second home someday. Then ask yourselves, how are you going to handle your personal wish list, such as the new mountain bike or those uh, nice shoes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you talking about the red high heels, Bob?
0: Yeah, you put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> where did that come from?
1: (laughs) I think it's what every woman wants. Yeah. Me, not so much anymore, (laughs) Yeah, but there was a time in the day. So we also want to encourage you on number eight, be gentle, be kind, but especially be respectful and use the language of love. You know, I was in a restaurant once and I heard this daughter talking to her mom and the husband and she had, they'd been fighting. And she says she's really trying hard to talk in a love language with her spouse. And I just thought that was, wow, that's wonderful. I I should go look that up. But um, it stuck with me.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of the fruits of the Spirit there. I was thinking of the scripture from uh, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Mm -hmm. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So think of, you know, think of that scripture, that scripture really goes with that number eight there, doesn't it?
1: It sure does.
0: Number nine is when you're meeting and talking about money, use that time to discuss the challenges in regards to the kids and the parents as well, because you may be expected to help with those aging parents and you need to come to an agreement early on about how you may handle that. Really get a good, clear understanding of each other's situation, the family dynamics, and any expectations.
1: That's good, Bob. And finally, on number 10, create a balance of power in regards to money. It's not fair that one spouse should shoulder all the responsibility. It's also important that both spouses are knowledgeable. So you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to know all the how they built the clock, but you do need to know where the hands are and kind of how it generally runs. And a power imbalance can have two very negative aspects. One spouse gets all the blame, and the other one feels helpless, which only adds to the stress.
0: Start this process slowly as we come to the end here. You know, Consider starting with, wouldn't it be better if we started making financial decisions as a couple and as a family? I'd like to help. Another approach is to let your partner know that you want to learn. I'm concerned that I don't know enough about our financial situation, you might say. I know I haven't always made times for our finances, but I'd feel better if we shouldered this responsibility together. And believe me, the spouse that's been taking care of all the finances, we'll be glad to hear that.
1: There are a lot of great tools out there to help you along the journey, and one that we recommend is a book. It's called Money and Marriage God's Way by Howard Dayton. And I've actually started giving this one out as an engagement gift or a shower gift for a lot of newly engaged couples. And I've gotten a lot of great feedback from that. You know, these conversations, um, they're going to be anything but easy. And we encourage you to get started today. And, Bob, as we wrap up, are there any other ideas or suggestions you have for our listeners out there?
0: You know, Mary Jo, we've shared so much today. Maybe the suggestion would be if somebody would like to see this list, they could give us a call.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And we'll be glad to share it with them because we've gone over a lot of things in this two part series, All in the Family. So we're here for you. We know that this can be a difficult subject, as we said earlier in the program today. You know, it's one of the major causes of divorce, and we know that money can be very hard to talk about. But we love you, and we're here to walk beside you. Remember the scripture, Proverbs fifteen twenty two: plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed, and we want to do it from a godly perspective. You are listening to Christian Financial Perspectives. Join us next week as we explore what God's Word says about money. Don't forget, you can sign up for our free newsletter at ciswealth.com or give us a call at 877-71-TRUTH. That's 877-718-7884. To make sure you don't miss any of our podcasts regarding the truth about money, be sure to subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives at christianfinancialpodcast.com for free. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear more about, we'd love to hear from you.
1: That's all for now. Until next week. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber and Mary Jo Lyons. Bob and Mary Jo do not provide tax advice and encourage you to seek guidance from a tax professional.
0: Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DPA CIS Wealth Management Group a registered investment advisor.